worship leaders, worship musicians, and those who love to worship. A few weeks ago, I was emailing back and forth with someone on the East Coast, and they asked me, what is it that you feel God has called you to on the West Coast? What is it that you're cultivating? And I thought about it, and I wrote back and said, joyful masculine worship. Today, I'd like to unpack what joyful masculine worship is and why the body of Christ so desperately needs it today. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Worship Homestead. My name is Nathan Smith. Thanks for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking about joyful masculine worship, and don't worry, I will explain all of those terms so there's no confusion very shortly. But first, I'd like to give you something. If you go to my website, blueprintsounds.com, you can get access to my free guide bundle called the Worship Booster Pack. It has PDFs and online courses for your entire team, everything from church sound to songwriting to how to build a better band. All of that is available if you go to my website or click on the link nearby, blueprintsounds.com forward slash worship booster pack. All right, with that said, let's talk about joyful masculine worship. To talk about the difference in worship styles, I need to talk about the status quo. So oftentimes I'll go to a worship aggregator, you know, I'll go to a website that has a lot of new music and listen to what's coming out and seeing where we are and, and where we're going. And here's kind of where we are and where we have been for a long time. See if this rings a bell. You have a song that starts out with block piano chords. You know, really simple, hit a chord, let it ring, hit a chord, let it ring. On top of that, you're going to have a spacey electric guitar. So one or two notes at a time with a lot of reverb and a lot of delay. Underneath that, you know, maybe coming in partway through the verse, you'll have this low tom groove where it's doom. They sound really big, but it's not a full beat. You know, it's not kick, hi-hat, and snare. It's a broken tom groove. And then over all of that, you'll have the vocal, which is often very breathy or heavily stylized, very emotional. And then, you know, in the chorus, everybody everybody comes in, and so you have this big crowd, because oftentimes, um, especially today, worship albums always sound live. Whether or not they really are live is is a different thing, but they always sound big and expansive like it was recorded in a stadium. All of that gives you this sense that the music is sort of washing over you. You know, imagine standing under a waterfall, you know, say you're in Costa Rica, and it's just washing over you. You're standing there and you're just letting it envelop you. That's kind of the sound that we've had for quite a while. Um, but I, I keep hearing more and more of it. And I, I call that meaningful worship. It sort of sounds like an Instagram post is supposed to look, you know, with the lens flare and with somebody on the edge of a, of a mountain, you know, with their face bathed in, in sunlight, you know, from a, a sunrise. It's all very curated and it's all very lovely, but there's a certain level of self-awareness about that sort of Instagram post. You're like, that. you didn't just snap that. That was curated. It was all very well done, but it was maybe not as authentic as, as you would be led to believe. Well, that's what I get out of a lot of worship music is that it takes a lot of technology. It takes a lot of effects. It takes a lot of stuff to give us that enveloping, worshipful, meaningful sound washing over us. And it invites a lot of 
um, standing. It invites a swaying back and forth from time to time and, and, and contemplation, but it doesn't necessarily invite a lot of participation. And I've found for the last 10 years plus leading worship in a living room that that doesn't work. When I'm in a living room leading worship, I'm usually leading with an acoustic guitar. There might be a hand drum. There might be some percussion. There might be an upside down trash can, but I don't have a synth. I don't have electric guitars. I don't have block piano chords. I don't have reverb and delay. I only have what you can get from the room. And so those type of songs that are built that way, because you know it all, it all kind of is built together, the production and the, the arrangement, it all makes sense when it's in a stadium. It does not make sense and it does not feel right when it's in a living room. And even the lyrics sort of match the production. And here's what I mean. Oftentimes the lyrics in these songs are about what we receive from the Lord. Again, that whole idea of things washing over you. When you sing those songs, it's about God showing his love. I'm so loved in this moment. God fights my battles. God brings the victory. My miracle is on its way. Whatever it is, a lot of it is either being loved or being acted upon by God or receiving from him. Is there anything wrong with that? No, not at all. It's absolutely true that we receive from the Lord. It's just not the whole picture. So what I found is that getting back to the style of the music and and what I could do in a living room, I couldn't do the big stuff. I couldn't do big expansive reverbs and delays. So I had to figure out another way to get people to participate with me. And what I found was joy does that. Joyful, happy songs that have a groove that, that gets in your body that you can tap your foot to or clap along with. Those things, all you need is an acoustic guitar. With a little bit of percussion, people will join in and they participate and it gives them something to do rather than just watch you, right? Because again, I don't have any of the washing sounds. I don't have any of the envelopment. So when I would do slow songs that were supposed to be meaningful, people would just watch. They would be very kind about it, but they simply watched it happen and that was done with. And I don't want that. I don't want that when I lead worship. I need to have people help me carry the load by participating. And so what I found was that if I could write a joyful song in the way that the chords move, in the way that you know the, the rhythms are, that I could get that to happen, that people would actually want to participate with the song. They'd clap along, they'd sing, they'd stomp their feet, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what I would call joyful worship. The second part of that is masculine worship. And let me be clear so that I don't offend people whom I don't intend to offend. There are two parts to every person. We are both at the same time masculine and feminine. Now, I'm not talking about gender confusion or anything like that. I'm talking about spiritually, we are all part of the the bride of Christ. It says that in scripture. And yet we are all sons of God. Whether you are a man or a woman, you are part of the bride of Christ and you are a son of God. The feminine side, being the bride of Christ, means that we receive from the Lord. And all of us, no matter who we are, receive first before we give, right? When you're a child, you receive everything from your mother and you do nothing to earn it, nothing that you could possibly do because you are helpless. You are a helpless child. We receive when we're young. But as we grow up, our fathers expect us to eventually 
take out the trash, do some chores, tie your own shoelaces, learn how to be a productive member of society with the goal that you would give more than you received. Because eventually you are going to have your own family. You're going to have to do these things for your children. And that increases the authority on the earth. That was God's plan when he said, be fruitful and multiply. It was, it was about dominion. It wasn't just, hey, receive everything that you need in the garden. Even before the fall, God had in mind that Adam and Eve would spread out and take dominion over the earth. Not domination, dominion. The quickest and easiest way to explain this with scripture are these two passages. One is feminine, one is masculine. A feminine passage would be, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. A masculine passage would be, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. You can feel the difference right there in those scriptures. One, God is my shepherd. I don't want for anything. He provides for me. He takes care of me. The other, let's go up to the mountain of the Lord. It's an initiative. We're going somewhere. The procession is going up. I imagine David walking up to Jerusalem, leading the entire nation with him. That's a very masculine thing to do. So, with that all being very clear, that feminine simply means that we, we emphasize receiving, and masculine meaning we emphasize uh, initiative and giving and building, both of those two components are really important to understand as a Christian. But you can't stay in one to the detriment of the other. A church that only emphasizes what they receive from God and never does anything with it, that never shows initiative, never takes dominion, is going to be lopsided and and unhealthy in a certain way if you spend 10 years only building your theology around what you receive from the Lord. Likewise, a church that only talks about initiative and dominion and pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, but never learns about God's father heart, how you need to receive and not only give, is also going to be withered on one side of them. They're they're going to be incomplete in their understanding of God because he's also a loving father. So how does that work in our worship? Well, I would say for the last 10 plus years, the worship community has pretty much gone full bore receiving feminine worship. And again, by feminine, I mean talking about what we receive from the Lord being acted upon by his love and not so much in the dominion scale, not so much in the initiative building side of things. That has been to the detriment of the worship community. The worship community has flourished in the, in the sense that now like it's, an, it's a career option, there's merchandise, there's an industry, there's a worship look, there are worship influencers, there's all of this stuff that has grown up around the idea of worship that was not there when I was, you know, a teenager. It, the landscape looks very different than it used to, and yet it is largely built upon the idea that worship is all about what we receive from the Lord. I believe that's unhealthy because it's imbalanced and that's not what God intends for us is to only receive. The reason for this is that worship is not primarily about our comfort. Worship is about God's dominion in the earth. If you have questions about that, please watch my video, What is the Point of Worship Music? or What is Worship For? And that will explain that worship is actually about dominion. It is an act of intimacy because it does draw us closer to God. But that's not what it's for primarily. What 
worship is for is the dominion, is that God extends his kingdom on the earth. It's about the king. It's not about our personal comfort. And yet, worship broadly has gone the direction of feminine receiving because there are more people who want massages than want to become Marines. Receiving and comfort, that's an easy sell. But dominion and personal responsibility and initiative, that's a hard sell. So if you're familiar with the worship homestead, you're probably on the scale of personal responsibility anyway. So how do you write a joyful masculine worship song? I want to give you some really practical tips. Number one, move towards songs that are happy and joyful, not necessarily meaningful. For me, my two guideposts growing up were bluegrass music and early Stevie Wonder. With bluegrass, it's all about being happy, right? The, the instruments are happy. The, the rhythms are happy. They, they are just joyful. They are not, um, what's the word? They're not uppity because they can't be because it's, you know, it's mountain music. It's, it's not highfalutin in any way. It's downright funny sometimes. But it, it does help to take the focus off of you and on trying to master that really hard bluegrass lick that you're doing. Early Stevie Wonder, the way that it was just so funky when you hear that bass and drum come together, they're complex rhythms, but wow, does it make you want to get on the dance floor. So my posts, my guideposts don't have to be your guideposts. You can do what you want, but lean into happy, fun, joyful music. Oftentimes you'll find that it takes more musicality and more practice to play those type of rhythms and play at that speed and, and do that style of music than it does the slow sway, you know, wash over me type of music, especially for electric guitarists. Um, well, you have to sell some pedals and spend some time practicing. But what about the masculine side of things? How do you write a manly or a masculine worship song? Let me give you a really easy way to do it. Once you've got, you know, your happy groove going, Write a song that only glorifies God and gives him thanks and doesn't ask for anything. Don't ask for a miracle. Don't ask for your victory. Don't ask for him to fight your battles. Don't talk about how loved you are in this moment. Don't talk about yourself at all. Just give him praise and keep yourself out of the picture as best you can. That will give you a masculine song. Oftentimes, we kind of crimp this, we get it wrong where we, we try and write about God and then we sort of, you know, kind of take the selfie of ourselves like, oh, look at me praising. I praise in all circumstances. Can't you see how good I'm praising? Don't do that. Keep it all about him. Give him glory for who he is or what he's done and spend, just take the whole song off from either asking him for something or talking about yourself. Just be happy and give him praise. See where that gets you. That would be my top tip for how to write a joyful, masculine worship song. Hey, I hope that helps you. I want to see both expressions, the feminine and the masculine, come up to what they were meant to be in the body of Christ. I want to see feminine worship flourish, but not at the expense of masculine worship because God made us male and female. Again, if you need help with your worship team, go to blueprintsounds.com forward slash worship booster pack to get access to my free training bundle. Until next week, God bless and goodbye.